Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Happy holidays. It's the Holderness Family Podcast. Hi there. How are you, Kim? I'm good. I'm Kim Holderness. Yeah, uh, I'm Ben Holderness. We have reached the end of a very forgettable, nothing to see here year that no one will ever talk about. I mean, I don't even remember. I mean, it just went by in a blank. Nothing really happened, right? Nothing of interest this year? Wow. The way the year started and what was kind of on the vision board, not, just not, not at all Yeah. for anybody. So... I will say this. First of all, if you're listening to this, you've made it to the end of the year too. Pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. You've made it. And if you have somebody in your life, like so many people have, if you have an empty seat at the table, our hearts go out to you and we are praying for you and we were, yeah. we're thinking of you and we're just wrapping you in love because so, so many people are not with us this holiday season. This is a, it's a tough one. So this is our year-end podcast. You know about year-end productions, right? We did, we did a musical one. We're well-known for one. When, when we do Christmas jammies, that's always like a look back at our year. A lot of people do like a zeitgeist or kind of a look back at what's been going on this year. And for the podcast this year, in true 2020 fashion, we asked someone to do it for us um, because we're exhausted. And so our good friend and producer, Anne-Marie Tapke, and our podcast producer, Max Trujillo, got together and picked six clips that they think helped kind of uh, exemplify what this podcast and what this year has been all about. Neither of us, neither of us have heard these. So we'll be reacting with you on it. But uh, I'm interested in this first one that she has here. It says 2020 vision board, and it was recorded in January. <laughs> what do you think we said no, in January? I, okay, hold on. I know my goals for this year. Ready? I, I, I mean, they were to travel. Yeah. They were to connect with friends. Yep. <laughs> I mean, financially, I mean, we were going to be speaking at conferences and stuff. So that's just laughable. Exactly. We were going to try to like produce a show. So yeah, I'm interested. I I yeah. think I burned my 2020 vision board. So let's, let's. Uh... This is interesting. Apparently I'm looking at the, the cliff notes. Apparently this is more about how much I hate vision boards. Oh, which, okay. So that great. might be it too. So let's listen. 
like the whole oh, New York gosh. Times thing. We will like you and I will write down our goals together. We will hold hands in a non stonewalling way. And I will say, I'm going to do whatever I can to get us there with you. If you let me put a vision board up of how we can relax more, like just chill, like just kind of like let it all ooze off and forget that anything that we just talked about even exists. Like a beach scene? Like what's on the, what do you mean? I, it could be, it could just, it, it, it's, it's the ability for all of the things that we're talking about and working on because we work together all the time to melt away completely and just be us. I love that. I do too. I love it. I, we don't, I want to ooze. We don't do that. And we talk about it in a <laughs> negative way. We don't ooze enough. Like we don't, because if we put that board up in order to get there, people who live and work together, it's like a 24 seven thing. Mm. So I think we almost need to make our own vision board of us sitting on a beach and throwing our phones in the ocean or ignoring our children. <laughs> like a, a vision board of me ignoring my dog and children and staring at the sunset. I am a hundred percent committed to chill. I mean, we're, we are changing up the schedule of this podcast for a little bit mm-hmm. just to create more time. So you and I can stare at each other. It seemed like my vision board was to chill out a little bit. And that was, that, that was my, maybe that was my passive aggressive way of saying your vision board's kind of aggressive. Um, yeah, we did a, we did a lot of oozing. You use the term ooze, right? Like that part did come true. Yeah. I don't know how much um, ignoring of the kids we were able to do because they were just, they were here yeah. all the time. Do you have, I think more importantly is what what's on the 2021 goal sheet for you this year? My, my 2021 is to, is to get out and see people. <laughs> I think it's funny because that was your 2020, right? I remember like one of the things I, I, don't, I didn't hear it in the podcast, but you wanted to be a little like to get out, get out and travel mm-hmm. more. Um, so I think you and I are aligned on that one next year. Yeah. As um, soon as it's safe. Yeah. I'd, I'd like our, I'd like our business to go in a different direction that allows us to get out. Like we really wanted last year was going to be the year that we got out of our um, attic and got out into, into people's lives. Like we had just done a successful kind of live podcast and we were going to hit the road and like do some stuff in front of people that didn't work out at all. Right. So I think that'll be a big part of what, I mean, like you said, when it's safe, I just don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah. That I've like very low expectations for 2021. Everybody's like, Oh, 2021. Like I, I am proceeding with caution into 2021. I'm tiptoeing. I'm not gonna, not going to make a lot of noise. It's going to come and I'm just proceeding with caution. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to clip number two. Uh, This was during the black lives matter movement. This was, uh, first of all, I want to give my wife a lot of credit for I always thought that I was a a good ally and I still, I think that I am. And I think that I was, but I learned so much about how much more I had to learn from you and also from this next guest that we had on our podcast. We can always do better. And there's no, I mean, that that's what we've learned, right? There's always, you know, there's always ways to be a better anti-racist. Yeah. This was just after we had, um, put a post out. It was one of our first posts where we were really practicing being loud anti-racists. And you and I internally talked about it. We talked about it um, with uh, Jen Hatmaker, just about how do you balance having a strong stance on this with having an audience that isn't necessarily always 100% aligned. And the answer is this is a no-duh topic. Right. So let's listen to what Donald Thompson and Jackie Ferguson had to say. What is the best way for white people to be good allies. 
I'm so, not afraid to put um, it into there's that. A, one, this is this is good fun and this is good medicine for me. <laughs> good. Right? Because even in a tough topic, like you guys are amazing. It really comes down to the proximity that you have with people that are different than you. And let me use an example of myself in working with digital accessibility for people that are blind, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. So a friend of mine, low vision, I think is the exact the, the right term that we're working on, right? And so John Samuel is a friend of mine, and he runs a company called LCI Tech. And he lost his vision when he was in school at North Carolina State. John and I have now become friends. Because John is my friend, I now think about issues that he faces differently than what I see on TV because John's my friend. Mm -hmm. And if somebody hurts or impairs or creates rules that are not helpful to my friend, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And so as you expand out becoming a better ally, it's really expanding that friend group. And now being a better ally is not so much about the social justice only. It's about what you do for any of your friends. And that's one of the things that I think is important. But I'll let you. Another thing regarding allies, Kim, you mentioned I'm colorblind. Like that's, (laughs) you know, people say that like it's a positive. But the issue with that is that you're not seeing me and you're not honoring my experiences. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, being an ally, you're able to do. You're able to do that in how you listen and how you think about your own biases and how you address other people in the moment when they say something that's biased. Well, why do you feel like that? Well, what makes you say that? Mm. And being able to ask one yourself those questions and two other people those questions, that's what makes you an ally. Because not only are you correcting a person in the moment or yourself, but you're also, if you're doing that in public, other people see that you are an ally and then it it permeates in an entire culture. So by the way, Jackie Ferguson, Donald Thompson from the diversity movement. And she was referencing a question I asked is that because there are a lot of people who say, well, this Black Lives Matter movement, it's so offensive because I'm colorblind. I don't see color. And that's what she was referencing, not that I had made that statement. I'll just put that out there. Um, We've tried hard to continue to educate ourselves. I feel like there's so much like frenetic, like crazy news on a daily basis. Um, So sometimes big headlines like that dominated over the summer, there's a tendency with you know, just all of us to kind of move on. We've we've been really actively through our reading, through is something as basic as like the social media accounts we follow to the conversations we're having online and with, you know, our friends just about these topics. And I do look forward in 2021, you know, our church, we had hard, hard conversations with our church because like Donald said, you know, the church is the most segregated part of the week um, on both sides, just like who's invited? What kind of programs are we doing? Okay, we are a bunch of white people, but what what are you doing to teach these, you know, what do you, how are you educating us? How are we welcoming other communities? What, what sort of efforts are we making to kind of open the doors and make people feel welcome or just, or to just partner with other churches? So there's like, there's so much going on and it's, um, it's such a long road, but we're, we're committed to it. And I, I want to give props to the diversity movement. They are one of these places where I think the rest of the world, the interest in this Black Lives Matter movement obviously peaked over the summer. And it's still there, very much there. But if you look at it in a graph, I'm sure it's kind of 
make well, it back there's... down with other things going on. Right. right. But they have been vigilant and consistent and they were before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was this exist, an existing started. platform. So, um, but we do, we have these conversations with our kids on the daily. I'm very proud of the humans they're becoming. So we'll continue to do the work. We are not perfect. And call us out. Call us out when we screw up. I have to say, we... We have showed videos that where something was taken out of context, not out of context. It was like we referenced um, it. We we took like a week or two off of posting um, during um, the George Floyd murder and protests. And we we took some time off when we came back and I said something like, yeah, we haven't felt like smiling. And somebody called us out and we had we had done posts. We had done posts of like why we're not posting. But they're like, you didn't say his name. You didn't say this. I'm like, you're totally right. Because they had yeah. missed the previous things we were sure. talking about. And I just assumed people, I mean, nobody sees everything. But um, call us out yeah. if you see us making or doing doing stuff we shouldn't. And, and, and a quick tip. If you do it politely, we're more likely to listen to it. And I, most people have been very, very polite. I, no, well, that, I have yeah. to say, no, I don't even you need don't you to so? be. I don't need you to be polite. If I do something that's grossly offensive to your community... You don't, it's, you, well, don't, you don't owe me politeness. Let, let me give you an example of, of something that I think it's good to be polite. Like someone reached out, a couple of people reached out to me. And this was, was absolutely bizarre because when I'm singing a really high note, there's something that happens to my fingers. I put my, my thumb and my uh, index finger together because I'm literally the veins in my head are popping out. And it's just, it's how I keep my focus and keep my concentration. And I did it in a video and someone very politely wrote, like, I know you're not doing this on purpose, but you're making a white power it's sign like with the your okay. hand. It's like the okay. It's like what you would do when you're a kid. You'd be like, cool, okay. Oh, God. And it's what people do when they make, the, I mean, they used to, when you made a three-pointer in the NBA, that like, that was the, that was the, yeah. the motion. So anyway, I was inadvertently making a sign that had been adopted by the, like by white power groups. And instead of this person saying, what are you a bleeping idiot? They were like, oh, there's no way you know about this. And so I, I really appreciate it. Well, yes. Okay. So I do appreciate the kindness, of course, but it, and that, that was something that was quite obvious, like this very inadvertent. And it's so funny because yeah. you will, you do revert back when you're hitting that note you, but, and you're not doing like a, it's almost like you're doing like an alligator, like you're making bunny ears almost. So like you're not even doing a circle. No, it looks more it. like a shadow puppet, but it it's does still, look like a shadow, but it yeah. is that. And so we'll have to stop. I'm like, pen white power, stop. You can't do well, that. I'm doing it to myself now. I'm stopping myself. Yeah. Like I'm like, stop what you're doing. So, but that person was very kind and the per- people who have, um, but if, if there is something that is so blatant, I don't need you to be, I don't need it personally. Like you can call me out and I'll, I still need the respect. <laughs> the back to school discussion was a tough one because, and we did all these songs and all these skits and there was all these decisions that had to be made about, do we go back online? Do we go back in person? And we had a really great conversation with our friend and a pediatrician and she's a life coach too, Dr. Hope Seidel, uh, about these anxieties and, and especially about this theory and this idea that like, oh, our kids are going to fall behind. Here that is. I have young kids in my office often who are who will say I'm wearing my mask to keep you safe. Oh. And I will say thank you so much. I'm wearing my mask to keep you safe. Aren't we both so awesome? Mm-hmm. And they love to be filled up with that kind of energy. It's just that easy. Instead of my child can't, you're already pre-deciding that that's not going to be possible. You've already terminated that possibility for your child. I suck as a as a homeschool teacher. So just this like academically, what happens if our kids are start to fall behind? So it depends on what you mean by falling behind, right? So when you say that, 
you presume that there's like some academic standard that will eventually define their success as a human being mm-hmm. based on what they get and whatever grade they're in. This is like normal, by the way, like mm-hmm. everybody's having this feeling like we're going to be behind what? And that's my question, like behind what? Yeah, you're so right, because academically, I mean, we're only judging on things that we're judging on like these four things that somebody has decided are very, very important. We're going to assign a letter grade to it where my children may excel like Lola's a brilliant artist and they don't even give grades for that in their school. That's right. And you know what? And the people who you want to be around are people who have empathy Mm -hmm. and who are compassionate and are patient and who are resilient and who know they can do hard things and who are willing to be uncomfortable. I mean, these are the kinds of strengths that we really don't teach our kids. I mean, what if what if just stopping was allowed our kids to have some space to just breathe? What if that was exactly what this generated generation needed? It, it's just, that's what I was talking about on my Facebook post. It's just, we've decided um, that we're missing out on so many things without pausing to notice what the potential is for all of the things we don't even know we're gonna get from this potential gift. It just doesn't feel like a gift because it feels like so much loss. Okay, so that last sentence has been what's really resonated with me when she said it, it, it could feel like a gift, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that in July and thinking that is a radical statement. Mm-hmm. But I think I have a new opinion about it now with some distance. I think parts of this year have been a gift for our kids. And I, I, I apologize <laughs> to them if they disagree violently, but I've seen maturity and development that I haven't seen in years before. And Maybe it's just a coincidence or maybe it had something to do with the stress and the, the pressure they've been put under and the opportunity to perform under new sets of pressure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's no doubt. I mean, they've had some they've had some ups and downs. Every kid has every I mean, every relationship has. Um, but I am so, so proud of how they've they've handled this year. So, yeah, there's no doubt that we're all coming out of this year stronger and we're going to figure it out. And I think that's the blessing, too. Right. Is that. We don't know what school is going to look like in the fall, even um, next fall. We don't know. Um, we don't know what it's going to look like, look like in January. So, um, but we're all, we all just have developed this ability to go with the flow. So, and I've also dropped this like whole falling behind thing. I have to say our kids have handled it really well and they have great, amazing teachers I made a deal with them that I'm not going to look at their grades if as long as I know they're trying their hardest. They've showed me their grades, which they're doing great. I'm I'm very proud of them, but I'm not doing this like standing over them like a hawk thing that I probably did too much beforehand. Yeah, uh, Dr. Seidel was fantastic. So was Dr. Emily King. We're lucky to have they're part of kind of our our new go to group whenever we want to talk about kids. Mm-hmm. and education. Um, Dr. Dr. King, you've heard talk about children in school, children in holidays, children in everything. But we started, I, be, I hope that we have this clip in here because we started talking about her because she really did embody 2020 with what happened to her before we started this podcast. And obviously we'll talk about other things as well with her. So let's take a listen. Welcome to the show, Dr. Emily King. Thanks for having me on. Oh, and Emily, you've you've done it again. You've put something out there that the world has really responded to. And I want to read um, this post that really did affect me. And it's, <laughs> it's not the one that you think. 
We'll get to we'll get to the one that really matters in a second. But I'm gonna okay. get to this. I'm gonna get to this one from last year. Uh, I'm sorry, from last week, yeah. 2020. You were something else. I was just trying to walk down the stairs, but every day is an adventure, especially when you've already turned off the lights and you miss a step. Yes, they are both broken. This might be the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened to me. Felt like we should start with that. Both of your feet are broken. Yes, they are. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> Both and of your feet. Both, both feet are broken. So, um, I broke a bone <laughs> in each of my feet. Not oh. two in one foot, but one in each. Oh, and, no. Um, I have two boots. Oh. Two lovely, <sighs> very effective Velcro boots. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um... And yeah, I um, was sitting. <laughs> I don't Why are we laughing? I know. Like, I mean, I've already I talked to her well, enough this about it. We can laugh. Yeah. I fully give you permission to laugh. My for the first twelve hours, there was no laughter. No. <laughs> um, I was in pain, and I was trying to figure out how in the world do I rearrange my schedule for the things I had committed to for that day after I slipped and fell. And then about um, about 18 hours later, like the next afternoon, I started to think, you know what? I've been doing telehealth from my office or my home for six months. I don't need my feet. (laughs) (laughs) I started thinking like, okay, so if I had been in my, you know, I do a lot of play therapy with young kids. I'm on the floor up and down all the time in my office pre-COVID. And if I had been jumping from that schedule fully in person with lots of little kids, high energy to having to sit and talk and only use my voice Mm -hmm. (laughs) for however long, that would have been a huge jump. But I just started to think this is not so much of a learning curve other than the fact that I need some ibuprofen. (laughs) Um, And and I should also add that you are, you have two school-age kids who are also home. So, So 
Yes. And the other positive I started to think of was, thank goodness it's the second week of school and not like the week right before where I really didn't know what I was doing or planning for them. They had about a week. We all as a family had about a week under our belt of routine and childcare versus, you know, schooling situation remotely. We had almost gotten in a groove and we're, you know, still kind of in a groove with that, but it, it wasn't so much of a, of a shock that I, you know, I don't have to drive my kids to school, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're here. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's uh, the perfect time office. for you to break both, <laughs> both. of both <laughs> of the hate. feet. Both. I, if I was gonna do it, I love let's do it in quarantine, and um, <sighs> let's think about all the things I can do without my feet. I love your attitude yeah. in this, and I know you probably, if you're a human being, so you have waves sure. of like, of course Absolutely. this happened. <laughs> but I love how you framed this. I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, Dr. Oh, King. Dr. King. I mean, th- this was really a good challenge for her, and it segued into her talking a lot about the good things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, when you don't have two feet, you <laughs> have to find a way to look on the bright side. Bless her. So we, we usually talk with her about, we typically talk with her because she's a child psychologist about how our kids are handling it. So I, I loved her way of framing it and she really is that kind of a person. Um, and it forced me, you know, many days as I didn't want to get out of bed. I'm like, you know what? I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I need to get my butt out of bed. I mean, trust me, enough days I sat underneath those covers. But um, yeah, I think every single day we have to find that special little joy that keeps us going. Right? And, for, and for us, we had with us the rest of that year. Hey, both of our feet aren't broken at the same time. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. Oh, sweet Dr. King. All right. So let's move on. Uh Okay, we have we answer viewer. What do you call it? viewer listener mail? What do we call the mail that we get? It's so funny. We have a PO box, y'all. I just said y'all. Oh God, you know what that means. I'm yeah. about to say something ridiculous. We've had it for two years. We've never checked it. So people may have sent sent us actual mail. Right. But these are emails that were sent to us. Yeah, but I yes, but I I don't know what to call it. I cringe to call questions? it. It's not fan. No viewer reader listener, f- listener friend listener questions listener questions. We've done several of these mm-hmm. and. I mean, there are certain questions that pop up just about every time that sometimes we answer in a different way because our life has changed. One of the questions is, how do you guys live together and work together? We've answered that uh, in great extent in a book that's coming out in March called Everybody Fights. Um, so just a cliff note spoiler alert is we deal with it by fighting. Yeah. And we deal with it by fighting correctly. Yes. <laughs> Another thing we talk about in the book and we get a lot of questions about is what we call mommy daddy time. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about in this next segment. I know. I think I may have blacked out. So let's listen, shall we? Oh, dear. Here we go. TMI, but how often do long-time married couples have sex? How long? How... How long time? That's what it says. How often do long often? Time? Okay, I thought you. I thought you were asking how long was it? <laughs> oh God, bless America. Or how, how often. often? Okay. Well, um, I. He's not seen these questions. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but if I'm if I'm not on a two x a week situation, I'm I'm in a I'm in a rotten mood, and I am always shooting for hitting the over on that. Um, (laughs) However, you guys, that comes with work. Um, when you are longtime parents, when you have kids. We actually have a chapter and a half dedicated yeah. this to our upcoming book. Um, but I will tell you that we schedule it. We talk about like, hey, um, so <laughs> even 
today. I was like, okay, we have to pick up the kids at three. Do you think we can like sneak one in before? Like seriously, yeah. we, yeah, we, and it, it, to, it, it is ended, not, that's not really romantic, but it works. And it ended kind of with like, I'm not sure, but I'm sure as heck going to try. Yes. Like that, <laughs> that's how that ended. So and uh, usually when it ends like that, it ends well. It ends well. Yeah. And I think that you have to, for people that are working from home we have kids at home all the time now i think that we you have to not be super romantic about it you have to not it can still be romantic yeah but i don't think i i there's no expectation of music and rose petals and candles lit it's like that's correct yes yeah but i enjoy it and i yeah oh good talk thoughts that was embarrassing. Oh, but, good. But no, here, listen, if we, we do have, we just read, we just finished reading our audiobook. Then again, that comes out in March, everybodyfightsbook.com. And there was a chapter and a half dedicated to this topic. And we wrote it. We wrote it. We, 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 we typed it into a document and we sent it to people who also read it. But then we had to read these very personal things out loud. And, and for some reason it was... And there much were, harder. But because there was a sweet audio engineer on the other side of the glass, like right. even here today, we're like in an attic by ourselves. So I'm like, oh, nobody's going to listen to this. <laughs> but then sweet Cameron, who we had just met and we're detailing how we got back on track after a little bit of a dry spell and how we do. I mean, let me tell you, I was, my armpits were sweating. I had to double up on deodorant during our lunch break. I mean, it was like very well, weird. Isn't that bizarre, though? Because these podcasts that we've been talking about these intimate things for a long time are viewed by a lot more, or listened to by a lot more than Cameron. There's I know, tens but, of thousands I, but it's of just you and I, these. but I not really, I can't, but I can't, you know what I mean? Like I don't, you don't see, see that. It. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see when somebody's like listening in their car on their way to work. That, so it was Cameron that, that bothered me. Well, that. That didn't bother me, but I'm like, oh my, and then it dawned on me at that time. Yeah. Holy crap. People are going to listen to this. Yeah, so. it was weird for me too. It just is particularly the writing part because saying something out loud and reading it, they're two different things. Right. When we just have thoughts coming out of our head, they, they happen and we can apologize for them later. When we take the time to sit and write and think about and edit and then edit again something and it still comes out as something that's hard for you to say out loud, yeah. that, that means that it's, uh, it's, it's touchy. Yeah. So, well, um, just... Um, anyway, no, yeah. I, I want to also follow something up because I was listening to the answer to that question. And a lot of that was dealing with frequency, right? Because that was what the question was. How mm -hmm. often do you do it? And scheduling, I think, helps with the quantity. Mm -hmm. But we've also talked in our book and separately about how scheduling and making sure that like certain things happen helps for the quality as well. Yes. So there's there's a whole chapter on or half the half the chapters on the quality part. And so that we'll just please I might dive I can't. We won't talk do it now. right now. But let me just say that improving the quality of that time yeah. will also increase the quantity. The quantity. Yes. And the other thing I'll say is I heard you say it's not going to all be rose petals and champagne. That may be true, but there's some great moments when you get, when you've been with someone for a long time where intimacy comes from places you don't expect. Correct. Um, and a lot of times it's just looking someone in the eye and talking to them and listening to them, which wasn't how I got um, laid in college. <laughs> <laughs> It's a new frontier. 
Oh, pen holder. College, I just did the you know the break dance. Well, no, you would, you were in a band. So all you had to do was like sing <sighs> like, like Jesse's girl sh- and then girls fish in a barrel. <laughs> Which, by the way, I want to do this. I don't think that shooting fish in a barrel is an easy thing to do. I mean, I think I would still miss. I think I'd be terrible at it. Well, don't you think that the gun, like you would be shooting, the fish are moving around all the time. The bullet's going to decelerate as soon as it goes into the water, but it also could splash water all over the place. But the bullet could ricochet? It could put a hole in the barrel and I then mean, all and the fish I mean, and then all the dead fish. I mean. Uh, um, there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. You really shouldn't be shooting fish into a barrel. I not, You wouldn't shoot the fish into a barrel. You would shoot a bullet into a barrel. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm going to try it sometime. That's going to be one of my next videos, and it's going to be awesome. No, we're not going to shoot fish. All right. So uh, thanks for moving on. Which, uh, okay. Um, by the way, this is uh, I'm just going to read Anne-Marie and Max's description of this, and we'll see where it goes from here. Okay. Finally, Penn shared all his secrets on how he stays positive and keeps a sunny outlook even when the world around him feels bleak. Let's hear it. I wrote this down. How my brain stays positive. <laughs> by Penn Holderness, age 10. Uh, number one, <laughs> I do not meditate. I probably should, right? I, because medi- I meditate. Yeah. I, I think in the spirit of meditation, I do one thing. When something good happens, I take a minute and I block out everything else. Tell me more. I keep any of the repercussions from bothering me. I stop thinking about whether my back hurts. I stop thinking about any work that I have to do. I stop thinking about any drama that may be happening at school or anything wrong with my kids or my wife or anything. And I just focus on that one good thing. Give me an example. Let's, mm-hmm. let's start with like something simple. We put, a, this is mainly for us, but like we put a video out and it gets 30 million views. I just stop and I think about the pure positivity of what just happened. And I let it kind of wash over me a little bit. That's it's very it's very meditative to um, take that thought and to focus on that thought and to keep that thought. Conversely, what I like to do is to go into the comment section and see how the trolls attacking us, and then I internalize that for a few days, and then I just like, get really angry at the state of the world and blah 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 blah. And I understand that, like one of us has to keep it real, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe it might be fun mm-hmm. if you tried that no I, absolutely I, no, I, i'm open to try I, but that's one of the reasons i i meditate is to kind of calm my anxious yeah. mind and to be able to focus on one thing at a time and no i like that i yeah. um yeah i don't know if that's similar to meditation or if that's just like some sort of hyper focus or whatever it is so i think it's a it's a hyper focus on something positive and it's not like the whole day and you're not sitting there becoming an egomaniac about it i think right. that's important to say like you don't say i'm the greatest in the world it's like wow th- that was a cool thing that happened yeah it could be something small too i didn't mean to, to use a ridiculous example example of something that like only happens maybe a couple of times a year for us but so take your mom like you bite into a really good peach mm. just sit there with that peach for a second yeah even maybe 15 20 and seconds my mouth like, is watering good god that's a good peach yeah and let your brain and at some point your brain is going to get to the point man how lucky are we that we have peaches <laughs> and who's the first person that said like there's something on that tree yeah it looks kind of like it. a it looks kind of like a butt i'm gonna bite it <laughs> uh, i'm gonna try that we have this there's this giant peach on i-95 if you drive down there that just looks like someone's butt yeah it's like on a giant pole wait where did that go <laughs> it just kind of fade to black wasn't that that's just kind of uh symbolic of how sometimes we get a little punch drunk on these podcasts during 2020 i know I know, and I we I I have used it. I would say holderness. Like if something good happens, and I think in 2019 or before, I would rush past it and say, um, you know, just kind of 
blow past anything small like that, but I have tried to find those tiny joys in a day and be like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And really even, even how small it is and try to focus on that because my brain doesn't want to go there. My brain wants to focus on the clouds and the darkness and the rain and the destruction. My brain wants to focus on what we lost this year. And I think I still do that, but I do find those small wins in a day. Let me tell you something. I was going to say this before you said it. So I want to take dibs on it. You have been better at it this year. I've yeah. noticed. Yeah. It's not just you saying it. You have gotten better at it the, the last few weeks even. Well, I mean, it is the news is not good for our country right now in terms of how many people we're losing in a day to this pandemic. And it's really um, we know people who have died. So yeah. it's um, it's real. And then, you know, we've lost friends over this. Y'all, because of you mean lost friends over dis- over the discussion over the discussion yeah. of and then seeing how people handle it versus how we handle it. I mean, and um, it's so that I mean it's it's so upsetting. But yeah, so I will I will I will focus. I will try the peach analogy. You know, I mean, and and then let's be really honest. Like every single day, we are reminded of how hard people have it because, and we haven't talked about this. And she said she'd be willing to come on the podcast and talk with us about it. But our friend Julie lost her job in April, and she's been on this podcast before. We interviewed her about like being single, and she's like our single fun New York City friend. And she lost her job in April. She was from New York, and then she moved in with us in July. Um, so she's been living with us since July. So every single day we have this reminder of how hard it is to find a job right now, guys, yeah. how, 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 how like unemployment does not go very far. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that our family is getting to experience, like having this extra family member for this part of the year. Um, and this part of life has been a really cool thing. And our, I think our family will remember it very fondly, but it's really tough to see so many people struggling, including, you know, somebody who's living with us right now yeah. who every single day is in the front of the computer trying to find a, a job that doesn't exist. So it's, yeah. So I, I take a, so she made some chocolate chip cookies and I've had about 12 of them. So <laughs> I just took a bite. I'm like, wow, we're lucky to have chocolate chip cookies right now. They're Le- pretty amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the brain of Kim Dean Holderness in a nutshell. Yeah. We, uh, we, 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 I complimented her on being positive and then she took a detour through my darkness <laughs> through her darkness <clears throat> excuse me but i'm just gonna say like i've noticed and i i'll say it again and um you can just say thank you or you can appreciate <laughs> it you have been really milking those positive moments and stopping just a minute to smell the roses and appreciate them more than you ever have done before and i think that's i don't know that that's gonna make you a fundamentally happier person but it's one of those things like I've been working harder on listening and staying clean because they don't come to me naturally. Mm -hmm. This is something that doesn't come to you naturally. Mm -hmm. But if you keep practicing it. um, It'll never be easy for me. No, I don't. Yeah, it's and neither will those things I just described be easy for me. But if you keep at it, I think that you're going to be able to look at the world at least sometimes um, and say, man, what a wonderful world. Mm -hmm. As Louis Armstrong said, (laughs) Louis Armstrong said we couldn't walk on the moon. Now he's up there. (laughs) 
laughing at us. What is that? What movie is that from? Blades of Glory. Oh, we watch it every winter after Christmas. Oh my, Will that, that we do Harry Potter and then we go straight to Blades of Glory. We have a movie, like we, we have, have an a, annual movie thing. And sweet Julie's like, hey, can we watch this movie? And I'm like, a nope. Christmas story? I'm sorry. No, we do that on Christmas Day. Yeah. What's no. wrong with you? Yeah. What's wrong with can you? Can we watch this? No, that's no, a January that movie. That is for January only. Yeah. And yeah. then like the deep, dark <laughs> depression of February, like it's not over yet. Then we have some funny winter movies yeah, so that go we there do that. as well. So we have a schedule that we keep. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, high five to you from across the room for a, a, a 2020 that uh, no one expected, but that we got through. Yeah. And for those of you listening, uh, happy holidays, however you celebrate. Please stay safe. Please know that we love you and are so grateful for you. Like the fact that you are listening to this podcast and you have watched our videos has gotten us through 2020 um, mm-hmm. as a business. So we're, we're grateful for you. Yeah, that is definitely a a bright side that we, there's this weird little corner of the internet, this community where I recognize people's names in the comment section and they share stories and we get to have this community. It's, it's, uh, I feel very, very lucky. Yeah. So thank you very much. Thank you to Anne-Marie and Max who are going to put this together and for uh, putting this together for us ahead of time so we could be lazy and just come upstairs and do it for 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. I have to say, we've got some cool people. So thank you to Anne-Marie Tapke and Max Trujillo and Sam Allen and Desmond Wilson and who who else? Oh, Mac. um, Elijah Nasita. Yeah, he shoots some of our videos. Jessica Meyer. Yeah, she makes sure that we have money in our bank account. Because sometimes it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag 2020. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. <laughs> um, we love you guys. Happy 2020, and we'll see you in 2021. <laughs> wow, that was the best outro ever. That's what 20, we're going to, from now Just on, call it 2021. Bye. <laughs> 